the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Church of the Redeemer in Gatorsburg, Maryland. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. I think all of us have felt before those moments when we are just absolutely worn out, we're tired, we've lost our energetic capacity uh, to engage in life. And in fact, the word energy is a word that means to have the ability to be active, to have the physical, mental, or spiritual strength that allows you to do things. It's called usable power, energy, usable power, the fact that you can then engage. And of course, when you lose your energy, you lose your engagement. When you increase your energy, you increase your engagement. And so one of the things that we have to learn to do is that in life, as we grow tired and weary along life's journey, is how do we reset our energy? What do we do that allows us to do that? I want to continue today by sharing with you three more very important steps in resetting energy, that when you get tired, when you get weary, and your life begins to drift, here are some things that you do. So let's take a look at these things. Hope you have your Bibles, your teaching sheets ready as we dive into these three important principles this weekend. The first thing I want to talk to you about this weekend is the fact that you need to find, we need to find and flow in a personal rhythm in our lives. That word rhythm is very important. Uh, Write that word down. You might want to circle it as well. Now, rhythm, what is it? A rhythm is a systematic, predictable beat or flow. That's all it is. And rhythms have moments that are on and off. If you listen to music, uh, in music, there are times when the music is playing. There are times when there are rest stops in the music, and there's a rhythm. There's something that has a pattern to it that has an on moment and an off moment that is both predictable, and it's also very soothing. Uh, There's something about rhythm that you flow with that brings you into the process. The opposite of rhythm is arrhythmia. And think about this for a moment. Rhythm energizes, but arrhythmia actually drains you. If you have an arrhythmia in terms of your heartbeat, it creates a problem in your body. Rhythm is important to life. Rhythm in your heartbeat. Rhythm in the way that you lived. And when life gets out of rhythm, your energy is drained much more quickly. So I want to talk to you about how do you get your life in rhythm? How do you live in rhythm? And I'm going to give you eight keys to rhythm. So I encourage you to to look at these as we go through through them together. Maybe think about them in your own life. Go home this week and do some reflection upon them. But these are eight things that will help you to bring rhythm to your life that helps you to reset your life because often our lives get out of rhythm. They become arrhythmatic, if you will, and so we have to get them back into synchronization. The first thing is to set a weekly or regularly, I should say, a regular daily pattern and weekly pattern of how you live your life. When you begin to establish a regular pattern, a daily pattern and a weekly pattern of how you live your life, what you're doing is you're actually saving tons of energy from decision making because you know what you're going to do. You establish some kind of schedule, if you will, and you determine what your priorities are for life, and then you build your life around your priorities. In that way, 
you're aiming for the right target. So often in life, we just kind of go through life with whatever's coming our way in the moment, whatever seems to be urgent, and then we're pulled in a million different directions. But the better way to live is to say, what are the priorities of my life? How can I schedule my day and how can I schedule my week based upon priority so that you're living on purpose and you're living with purpose? That brings rhythm. Second of all, to find your best daily work and life flow. All of us are different. We all have a little different personality. We all have a little little different uh, energy levels at different times. And what will help you to reset your energy and to maintain energy in your life is to find out, figure out your highest and lowest energy moments of each day and then to use the highest moments for the highest priority items and to use your highest energy for your best advantage. Thirdly, do away with time wasters. You know, it's an important principle to realize that uh, your life is made up of time, and time is your life. And so, actually, when you invest time in the right way, you're investing in your life. And when you waste time, you're actually wasting your life. And so much of what happens in our day-to-day activities and worlds are really time wasters. I'm going to talk a bit about some specific things relative to that in a moment. But what you want to do is to really go through your life and look at things that are wasting time because when you waste time, it drains energy from you. The fourth thing is to learn how to limit energy drainers. In your life, you're going to have things that energize you that when you do them, man, you just get pumped up and you're energized. It's just like surging through you. It brings your life up another level. There are other things you do in life that actually drain energy from you. Now, you can't avoid everything that drains energy from you. Some of life's duties are energy drainers, absolutely. But what you can do is identify the energy drainers in your life and begin to minimize those so that you're giving attention to them in the right way, but you're not letting them dominate your life. For many of us, what happens, we fill our lives with 80% of of energy drainers and we have nothing that is energizing us. That energizing obviously comes from our relationship with God, spending time with Him and making sure that that's there because when you wait upon the Lord, as we talked about in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, we spend time with Him and trust in Him and wait upon Him. He renews our energy and renews our strength. Sometimes it's just rest time that you establish. Sometimes it might be an appropriate hobby that you have in your life. It's something that adds energy and begin to limit the things that drain you. The fifth thing I'll mention here is just to do the best you can to stop always multitasking. Now, multitasking is doing lots of different things at one time or multiple things at one time. And multitasking, we often think of that as a productivity skill, but actually from studies that have been done over the last several years, people have discovered that actually multitasking is ineffective, it's inefficient. It actually drains energy from you. And so the word to, 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 to pay attention to here, to add to this equation, if you will, is the word focus. We're going to come to that word in a few moments as well. So you want to try to focus your life and do your best to focus and not spend your life doing a million different things at one time. But focus is powerful. And then check your addiction to technology and to media. I'll add that media in there as well. It's important to be aware of the fact we can become very easily addicted to these things and then what it does is it actually drains energy from us. The seventh thing here in terms of being able to get into the right rhythm of life is to give yourself fully to the moment that you're in. Let me quickly say this. 
What you don't want to do in life is live in your past, and you don't want to live in your future. Your past is your past, your future is not here yet. And so oftentimes, we spend a lot of our time and attention kind of mulling over stuff in our past, maybe the regrets or the things that are back there, and they continue to haunt us and affect us. Or we're projecting ourselves out into the future through what's coming down the line, what we want to happen or what we are concerned about happening. The present is the only moment that you have. And when you're living past or future, it drains energy. It keeps you out of a good life rhythm where you should be in the moment. The next thing I'll mention to you here as we're talking about how to get in rhythm for your life is to learn to embrace interruptions and changes uh, positively and graciously. In your schedule, be aware that there's no schedule that's going to ever be perfectly kept. There's no week that will go by, or generally no day that will go by, that everything you wanted to happen or do in that day gets done. And so what you have to do in your life, we have to do in our lives, is to make adjustments to the reality of interruptions and changes that come our way and to learn how to handle them positively and graciously. I'll show you why this is important. Because if you don't handle changes uh, and interruptions in your life schedule positively and graciously, then you succumb to rigidity. Rigidity is I've got to have things this way. And boy, I get, really get freaked out. I get really stressed out if anything changes. And rigidity is a breaker. It is an energy drainer. It stresses you out. People that are rigid get very stressed out. But flexibility, while you can have a schedule and you can work that schedule and try to do your best to maintain the priorities associated with it, flexibility says, I know that certain things are going to come my way that I'm going to have to adjust to. And when I adjust to them, I'm going to adjust to them positively. And I'm going to adjust to them graciously. I'm going to live with a, with a proper flexibility because flexibility relaxes you. Rigidity stresses you. Flexibility relaxes you. So there's structure with flexibility. All of these things will help you to stay in a life rhythm and will help you to preserve your energy. And so to reset energy, oftentimes what you need to do is take a look at the rhythm of life. God built you for rhythm. God is a God who established rhythm in creation. He established rhythm for you and our energy is best preserved and increased when we learn to live rhythmically with God in the right priorities and patterns. The second thing I want to talk to you about this weekend is learning how to be grateful. If you're going to reset your energy, you have to, you have to be grateful. You have to learn the principles of gratitude. The more grateful you are, the more energy there will be in your life. And sometimes the resetting of your energy is as simple as just stopping the grumbling and stopping the complaining and to start thanking and praising God. See, there's energy in praise. There's energy in worship. There's energy in thanksgiving. There's energy in gratitude. Look at some of the verses with me in the Bible that uh, speak about this. In fact, why don't we read Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 from the New Living Translation together. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Notice that. Do everything. What things? Everything. Circle that word, everything. Everything without complaining and do it without arguing. Have you noticed that when you complain and when you argue, I mean, it just drains you. It creates, it creates fatigue in your life. Colossians 3.15. Let me read this for you. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Notice this. And always be, what's the word there? 
thankful. Always be thankful. Why did God write into the pages of Scripture this calling to be thankful? Because thanksgiving creates things in us in a positive way. Not only is appreciation to God, but it does wonderful, healthy things for us. Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Whatever you do and whatever you say, realize that you're representing Jesus, and then make sure you do it with thanksgiving to God, thanksgiving to Christ for His presence in your life, His work in your life. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Listen to this. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So again, what is the will of God for your life? The will of God for your life is to be grateful, to be thankful. Why? Because it brings tremendous benefit to you. Let me share with you five things that will help you to become a more grateful person. Because I want to make this very, very practical to you this weekend. What do you do to grow your gratitude? How do you begin to reset your energy by learning how to actually develop this attitude of thanksgiving in your life? Number one, you need to look for the good. Instead of looking for the bad, always have your eyes open. Look means that you're looking for. Your eyes are open to seeing the good. And then think about the best. When you're thinking about another person, instead of thinking the worst about them, think the best about them. When you're looking at a circumstance, instead of thinking about the worst of the circumstance, think about the best of the circumstance. I think we all have the tendency when we're looking at a circumstance to create the the, the worst case scenarios. But we have to also begin to build into our mindset thinking positively about God's work in our life and thinking the best. And then express appreciation. Thanksgiving, I often will say this, and I try to remember this in my own life as well, is that Thanksgiving is not Thanksgiving until it's given, okay? So there is a giving part of Thanksgiving. You can't so much just think Thanksgiving. It starts with a thinking process, thinking about the best, thinking about the blessings, but then it moves beyond the thoughts to the giving, the actual doing. And so when you begin to speak words of gratitude to people around you, you write a note of gratitude to someone, you express to God your gratitude for blessings in your life, just the verbalization of that, the articulation of that, the expression of that appreciation actually creates a grateful spirit in you. And then remember the value. Remember the value that's being added into your life by circumstances, that even when you're uh, going through things in life that may be challenging in the moment. It's teaching you something. You're learning something from it. In the good moments of life, there's a value added to you of the blessing of God in your life. Uh, People that come into your life, they're adding value. And so remember that whatever, whatever I'm in right now, there's some value here for my life if I will mine the value, if I will look for it, if I will let it become real to me. And so that, again, creates this whole attitude, this whole orientation of gratitude that increases energy. And the fifth thing that I gave you there is to just keep repeating the process. Keep looking for the good. Keep thinking about the best. Keep expressing appreciation. Keep remembering the value. If you're going to reset energy, you've got to get into rhythm. There's a rhythm of life. Rhythm creates energy. It actually preserves energy. And you have to learn how to be grateful. Practice and develop your gratitude. And then the third thing that I want to talk to you about is to learn to focus on God's purpose. I used that word a moment ago, and I want you to write that word down again. Focus. Focus on God's purpose. 
Focus affects energy. Life has its way of sort of pulling us out of focus, pulling us, if you will, into the weeds of life. And we lose focus of the big picture. We lose focus of things that are vital. And many times we get lost in the activities and the urgencies and the concerns of life, and we completely lose sight of the bigger things, the bigger purposes. And our focus, we get out of focus. As we go through life, we so easily, the focal point on our lives begins to be sort of distorted one way or another. and We lose the sharpness of vision that we need on what life is all about and what our lives and our purpose in life is all about. Anytime you increase focus, you increase energy. Say that again. Anytime you increase focus, you increase energy. And anytime you diminish your focus, you diminish or you decrease your energy. It's an equation, two equations to remember. Increased focus equals increased energy. Diminished or decreased focus results in diminished or decreased energy. Your focus affects your energy. Now, the most energizing focus you will ever have in your life is to focus on God's purpose for your life. That will, that will get you moving more than anything else will. The Bible says that without a vision, people perish. That is, if you don't have the right vision in your life, actually that word for vision speaks of a divine revelation, a divine understanding of who God made you to be, what God wants you to do. So without a vision, what happens? You're going to perish. As you're not going to have the energy, the drive, the capacity, the engagement that you need in life. So without a vision, you're going to perish. Now the opposite of that is true as well. With vision, you're going to thrive. With vision, there's going to be energy in your life. And so vision is all about God's purpose for your life. Let me give you some verses that will help you to understand this concept of purpose and the vision that God has for you. Notice Exodus chapter 9 verse 16, but I have raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all of the earth. Now this was a particular passage given, I believe it was to Pharaoh in Egypt, but it really does apply to you that God raises you up. He gives you life for a purpose that he might show his power in you, that his name might be proclaimed in all of the earth through you. And so there is a value to your life. Your life is not just living here for X numbers of years and just sort of like surviving and making it and then dying. No, there's a bigger reason for you living. Listen to Paul's words to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. He, Jesus Christ, has saved us and called us. Notice that call us. That's you and me. Calling emphasizes a sense of purpose. There's value to your life. There's meaning to your life. He has saved us and called us. He called you to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. That is, he has a purpose in your calling. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And so with a purpose, when you begin to embrace it, comes a grace of Upon your life, and grace represents favor or power to accomplish far more than you could ever dream of accomplishing on your own. So when you live with purpose, you live with energy, you live with divine favor, you live with a sense of blessing on your life to accomplish something that is bigger than you. You're not just doing life for you, you're doing life for the purposes of God. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. 
Notice Jesus speaks of our purpose. This is the part of the Sermon on the Mount. He says here, you are, you are. This is a purpose. It's an identity here. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. The key thing that I want you to see here is that God put you on this planet for a purpose. You are to be a light to the world. What world? Well, the world that you are in. So you can't light up the whole world, but there is a world that God has placed you in, a world of your family, a world where you work, a world in terms of your neighborhood, a world in the terms of your connections and life uh, connections with with, uh, other followers of Jesus Christ in his church. There's a world that God has placed you in, and God says every day I want you to wake up and realize that you you have a purpose. Your purpose is to light up your world, not to add more darkness into your world, but to actually light up your world. There is a purpose to your life. So focus on a purpose. Why? Because when you're focused, there is energy. And if you need to reset your energy, oftentimes what you do to reset energy is you get back in line with purpose, with vision. Vision always energizes. Now, I'm going to give you uh, some, 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 maybe something you can do every day, okay? Or if you don't do it every day, maybe start a practice, learn to do something like this on a consistent basis because these, the, the statements I'm going to give you are statements that will help you to remember your purpose on a day-to-day basis in the midst of the busyness of life and can help you stay reset in your energy. So I'm going to give you seven confessions, seven statements that are powerful to make daily in your life that can help you stay energized. Number one, wake up in the morning and as you begin your day, make this declaration, I am grateful for life now and eternally. Start your day saying, I am grateful to be alive. Not I'm sad, I'm alive, but I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for the life that God has given me and my life has meaning and purpose now and eternally. The second statement, I have a God-given purpose. I want you to say that together with me right now. Come on, all of us together uh, across all of our campuses, would you say with me, I have, say it with me, I have a God-given purpose. Let's say it again. I have a God-given purpose. Now I want you to say it like you really, really mean it, like you're serious about it, okay? I have a God-given purpose. Now when you identify yourself with a purpose that God has for your life, then again, you start your day with energy. You live your life, uh, not just by the demands that are around you, but you live your life with a sense that I'm going somewhere, doing something for the sake of God's work and God's kingdom. The third statement that is valuable to make is this. Today is an opportunity to bless, serve, and share the love and message of Jesus Christ. I'm alive today. I'm grateful for life. I have a God-given purpose. And my opportunity today is to bless somebody, to serve somebody, to share the love and message of Jesus Christ with someone. I'm living my life on purpose. The fourth statement is you go into your work every day. Make this statement. My work is part of my worship. That as I go to work, today. I'm not going to work just to do a job, not just to be busy, not just to get a a paycheck. All those things are valuable, but I'm going to work today because my work is a part of my worship to God. Even in my work, there's a purpose. In my work, I am worshiping Him. 
And then the fifth thing to declare as you go into your day is this, God and others are counting on me, that I am needed by God to assist and bless and help other people, that other people are counting on me, that God is counting on me to be a part of his team and to be a part of helping accomplish his work in the world. And then number six, make the declaration, God is present with me, to declare that as you are in every part of your day, that you're not alone, that you're not walking walking through life by yourself, but God is there with you. And then the seventh thing to make the declaration that God's plan is good, that God is a good God. God's plans for my life is good. I can expect good from God because I know that his purpose and his plans are always good. Seven statements that you can make on a continual basis, a regular basis, perhaps a daily basis that will help you to maintain, reset, focus, and thereby reset energy. So what do we talk about this weekend? We talk about the importance of resetting energy by finding and flowing in a personal rhythm. Get your life in rhythm. Get rid of the arrhythmia from your life and get into a rhythmic flow of your life. And then be grateful. Grow your gratitude. Begin to get the grumbling and complaining out of your life and bring the gratitude in. And then make sure you get focused and stay focused and bring yourself back around. Reset the focus and vision of your life on God's purpose. When you do that, you'll stay far more energized than when you don't. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Almost every day we continue to hear the devastating Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.